0: Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We're ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. In today's episode, we're covering Minute 4 of The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, we start with Dana dancing in her underwear and end with Jules snatching a sketch of a former love out of Dana's hands. And in between, we find out Jules is a brand new blonde. All
0: right. So I was just going to mention it's hot as Hades over here in Oakland, California. So I am in solidarity with the girls. (laughs) I'm over here in my underwear. I'm dancing around in my underwear and, uh, or chonies or, I don't know, what do you like to call what it is you wear on your bottoms? We use panties,
1: but I hate the term panties. And we even use... (laughs) i do i feel like it sounds kind of dirty and even my husband who wears boxer briefs yep i've added him publicly now for that we call it his panties as well everybody <laughs> wears
0: not panties. even his manties. <laughs> not even his panties
1: it's just straight up panties
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think i like to refer to them as like chonies or undies or skivvies or something like that maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh See what other people call their underthangs. If you want to share with us on Twitter at Cabin Minute Cast, let us know. What do you call them? Your chonies, your undies, your... panties. (laughs) You know, that's going to get... You're inviting some dodgy shit. I know. Oh my god. But yeah, this is quite light and bright, you know. We've been introduced to the people behind the scenes. You know, we don't know what those guys are up to yet, but now we're really being invited to this light and fun little situation with Dana dancing around in her underwear and her apartment. apartment and kind of, you know, any town USA. Just to follow up on our last episode, you pointed out that it's a a fun bouncy romp by OK Go. And I just wanted to follow up with the details that the song is called White Knuckles and it's a great video. So I mentioned last time OK Go is kind of known for their signature, really super creative videos. And this one includes a whole bunch of trained dogs doing this amazing a bunch of agility stuff that's all set up to the music and the, the guys in the band are part of the video as well so it's a combination of them kind of moving around in the agility and 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 the dogs and so if you're a dog lover and, and you like the bounce of this song we will um, definitely share this in our show notes the link to OK Go's white knuckles video so, yeah, what do you think about, we're going to get introduced here to our um, our Scooby crew, so to speak. That
1: is a totally appropriate comment because the Buffy crew was known as the Scooby crew. And this oh, is were pro- they?
0: <laughs> they were.
1: Yeah. So this is keeping with the verse. So Dana is being super youthful in dancing around her underwear and I feel like this scene is a little bit voyeuristic because we as an audience have a perspective of looking through an open window of this young nubile redhead dancing around her underwear and she's carefree and she's having a good time and she's pretty oblivious that uh, anyone on the street level can pretty much see her in her underwear.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember feeling that way, actually a little bit more in my 30s, to be completely honest. I think I had a certain sort of like sexual or awakening to the attractiveness of my body in my high school years, just a touch, just... I won't get too into it, but I remember a certain kind of like, oh, this is who I am. And I, for the longest time as a young person, a a very young person, thought I was really, really overweight. I don't want to get all into this because it's such a heavy subject, right? (laughs) Like literally and figuratively. But there was a certain time that I looked in the mirror in high school and said, oh, actually, I'm not overweight. I'm just this this, this kind of healthy average size, and I've got a nice figure. And, and I remember kind of getting to that point where I was like, oh, I feel comfortable in my skin. And I would actually like go skinny dipping and you know, feel really good about being around people and just kind of not too much clothing and stuff but at a certain point just said you know what fuck it (laughs) i am going to be a person that dances around in their underwear so i can i can relate to this fancy freeness and even now as a gen xer that turned 50 this year i don't I don't feel like, oh, I need to hide what I'm, you know, my body. <laughs> I feel like I could, you know, do this, and and so like I can relate to her dancing around and feeling like not not self conscious at all, and but yeah, it is a little bit voyeuristic. Yeah,
1: because this isn't particularly sexy. Per se, because she's not really wearing. You know, it's not like oh, she's in her bra and panties. So you're getting that next level of sexual expression. She's in not granny panties, but they're really conventional, at least for this particular culture. Really comfy, conventional. You're just chilling at home, kind of underwear. You're not really looking to. You know, because there's like an underwear that you buy to impress somebody. You know, right. before you you've been married to them for a while and you don't give a <laughs> <Right>. shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. whatever, but it's the it's comfy underwear. It's the underwear you wear that you're just okay with yourself, and you're like whatever. If people see it, you know, God bless. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, they're kind of like your Target six pack of cotton <laughs> underwear, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rather than your sexy lingerie type. Yeah, it looks like what you do when you're by yourself, not when you're showing off.
1: Totally, it's not the twenty dollar pair of underwear that you went out. I don't, I don't know what you guys have in in Oakland, but there's like in Portland, it's called the Pearl. But you go out to right. the Pearl and you're like, I'm gonna get some some chic panties because <laughs>
0: <laughs> some chic skivvies or whatever it is you call them. <laughs> Oh, Skivvies is so dirty. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Would you oh call them chonies? Chonies. Chonies, is
1: the... chonies yeah.
0: sounds like cronies to me. Like bronies? Like cronies. Oh, cronies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like him and his cronies.
0: Oh, You know, right. like
1: like thuggy, like thuggy underwear. But, you know, that... God, that gives me an idea. Is there is there such a thing as thuggy
0: underwear? Is there some... <laughs> <laughs> thuggies like huggies but for thuggy babies <laughs> oh my god little you know, gangsta babies
1: totally totally you know somebody's gonna make money off of that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah chonies is more um i used to to read and love the comic love and rockets mm-hmm. and they yes. refer to them as chonies and then like my first serious boyfriend larry rodriguez his family Use the word chonies, so it might be a Mexican culture kind of a thing that I, you know, picked up through being surrounded by his family for mm. many a year. I do like... <laughs> 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 uh, I like where you're going with that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting a taste of, of Dana and what she's all about. and it looks like she's... We don't really pick up on everything, but it looks like she's packing for a trip and packing some books for some reason. And then she turns around, sees something. And I just notice that she kind of puts her hand up to her hair, almost like when you're doing that to somebody that you really care about, where you put your hand up to their hair and kind of maybe brush it out of their face. You know, that, and that's another little trope kind of a romantic trope of like brushing the hair away. And it seems like she's sort of touching herself in that way as she looks at this, what ends up being a sketch of what we find out is to be her professor. And she's sort of just gazing at it and looks like maybe something that she sketched as we as we pan around her room you see that there's paintings and sketches that look like maybe that's part of part of something she's into is expressing herself through illustration and paint and she seems to be looking a bit longingly at at the sketch of him
1: yeah and if we presume that she was the artist behind the sketch I think it's a very intimate act to sketch somebody because you're putting all of your energy and focus and really looking at that person and it's through your perspective and through your own hand and your eye and this is how you see them and so this is a very detailed loving organic way of showing us as an audience who he is and how she sees him, because this isn't a photograph that's been framed and it's not a photo and a text message. This right. is an actual sketch that she's made. And this is what she's chosen to stop and really connect with of how she saw him.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it's also gives you an idea if it was a snapshot of him, it could have been, oh, this was somebody that I liked in passing or had a crush on but this looks like somebody that she spent many hours with and had a more intimate relationship than that yeah it bespeaks
1: bespeaks
0: bespoke (laughs) 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 we got really fancy there for a second (laughs) it's bespeaks a certain je ne sais quoi (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) Because
1: that made sense. Uh, I think it speaks to the intimacy to spend that much time Focused on him,
0: yeah. And then I think then as we uh, see how she reacts to the way Jules talks about him, as she pops into to frame here, then it gives you an idea. Yeah, she's she's got a different um, attitude towards him than her best gal pal, who we're assuming has, you know, her best interest in mind and her heart in mind. When she starts kind of saying like, "Oh, what the fuck are you looking to this guy for? <laughs> this guy's a jerk."
1: <laughs> right. He is undeserving of her. Affairs. Infection. Right. And there's that level of care of you can let this go now.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we get to meet Jules here. She pops in, she's got a cute little sundress and sassy blonde hair and I kind of missed this in the first movie. But the first time I saw this movie is that she's saying that she dyed her hair and, oh, hey, you know, it looks cute, right? You know, like, let me know it looks cute because, hey, I'm your my girlfriend. I want, you know, I your opinion, I trust. And now I'm starting to feel a little paranoid about it. (laughs) I can definitely get that. But for those of us now, we've you know, I'm assuming everybody here has watched this movie at least once through is that this is actually something to take note of, that this ends up being one little little piece of the puzzle of of uh, the manipulation that's going on behind the scenes. And uh, we'll talk about that more when it's mentioned later in, in this film, but the hair dye is something that uh, has to do with how they're being... Uh, controlled from beyond or below or however you want to say it
1: which is kind of crap because she's probably spent a lot of time to get it blonde and and i'm just personally disappointed on her behalf that they would mess with something so sacred to (laughs) whatever color to blonde because that isn't easy so yeah it was definitely
0: takes dedication yeah, it's a dick
1: move. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little note here about Anna Hutchison, who plays Jules, and we had chatted a little bit about Australian actors, actresses on set. And so she's from New Zealand, actually. And uh...
0: Right. I misspoke in our last episode. She's from New Zealand. And Chris Hemsworth is
1: from Australia. So there was a little Australian-New Zealand rivalry on set. But I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I did look up Anna Hutchison online because I was kind of curious because I didn't really know what else she had done. And one of the things that stood out to me was that she was on Power Rangers Jungle Fury as the... Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, my is right. As the yellow (laughs) cheetah ranger. I did watch it late at night and alone because there was a sense of shame. Should someone hear that? (laughs) So I have a simultaneous respect for the actors who did that because they really have to overact and over dramatize. And it's kind of a crazy little clip that I saw. But if you're a Power Ranger fan, apparently she was a part of some sort of spinoff and some weird yellow cheetah martial arts thing with lots of bright lights.
0: So speaking of Power Rangers, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'll actually tease that when we get into our next episode, into episode five, that I've got a little Power Rangers related stuff to talk about as well.
1: (laughs) Which is kind of interesting because I wouldn't have thought that you would have a Power Rangers story and I'm very excited to hear that personally.
0: Yes, so just a little tease for episode five.
1: Well, I know we'll probably dive into this a little bit deeper in the next minute because we do get a more expanded sense of what happened between Dana and Professor Fuckwad, but I do find it to be very interesting that from an ethics perspective, and this comes off of having worked at a university before, that it's very much frowned upon to have a sexual relationship with your student. And so I feel like it's worth pointing out in the context of the, I guess, the cliche of what these characters are supposed to be coming up a little bit later that we set her up as being somebody who's dancing in her underwear and had somewhat of an illicit relationship with a professor that there was a substantial power differential there. And it obviously went very wrong enough that Jules as her friend is like, this guy's an ass. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that is something that we should definitely talk about a little bit more. And I do have another little something related to that 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 I think comes up a bit more in in minute five. So I'll just tease that as well. Uh, You know, it's it's the calm before the storm, right? I mean, it's pretty light and lively right now, and and it's not going to take long before (laughs) the shit hits the fan, so... We're all just sort of easing ourselves into the uh, horrors that will be ahead of us. Right. So I think wrapping up episode four is probably a good idea.
1: So on that note, we'd like to thank you for listening to episode four today. We are Molly Balin. And Heidi Bennett. And this is Cabin Minute
0: Cast. So you can connect with us through um, art. Gmail address, which is simply cabinminutecast at gmail.com. We also have a website which is cabinminutecast.com. And then, of course, you can find us at Twitter and Instagram at again cabinminutecast.
1: So come on back on Wednesday to find out the story with Dana's breakup and who else will be joining the
0: girls on their getaway. And thanks again for tuning in to episode four. We'll see you here back at the cabin.